Amen. Amen. I just want to say it's a blessing to be here in front of you amazing people of God tonight. I really believe that I'm in front of world changers. Amen. I believe that nations are in you. I believe there's tongues and tribes. There's people that have yet to hear the gospel. That that's, There's a dream in your heart. There's a purpose that God has given you um, that, that's, that's on, that only you could actually open that lock. There, there's nations, people groups uh, that are within you. That by faith, as you set out in your dream, on your dream and, and on your destiny, you're going to unlock things. Uh, I want to tell you just a little background. My dad uh, went to school at Furman. Uh, we live right across the, the road here. Um, also, um, he taught here many, many years ago. Uh, but I, did, I never came to Furman. I actually went to North Greenville. And I went to North Greenville University, and it was there that I was in, uh, really encouraged to go into missions. And uh, I just want to encourage you guys that there is a purpose for your life, that God has a destiny for you. No matter who you are, what your background is, like, like you are a king, you are a priest, you're a queen, you're a royal priesthood. God has chosen you for this moment. Like many have come before you and I. Many great men and women of God have come before us. Many great revivalists have come and gone before us. If you know anything about church history, uh, and I want to say this tonight, that God has chosen you for this moment. You are the key for this moment. Christ in you is the key for the future of the nations. Like, like you have miracles in you. You have uh, anointing in you that will change the nations. Amen? Amen? And all you have to do is believe who you are. You need to believe who you are. I want to tell you tonight that I love you. And uh, I, I, I really love you. I'm really excited to be here. And uh, man, it's a great honor to be uh, here to speak uh, uh, and to be a humble servant just to come before you. And uh, I'll tell you that uh, my life has been a life full of trials and struggles. I bet there's many in here tonight that are going through trials and struggles right now. There's many of us that are in this room that are going through some really rough times. And, and, and I'll tell you that as you follow Jesus, you're going to face you're going to face tough times. Many of you probably already know that. Some of you are in the midst of trials right now. And I want to encourage you, do not give up. No matter what you face, no matter how bad the enemy comes at you, I want to encourage you, do not give up. And if you've given up, I want to encourage you to get back up tonight. Amen? I want to say you guys look like an amazing group of people. Amen? Come on. Tonight, tonight I... I <laughs> Tonight, I wanted to talk about intimacy. I really felt as, as I prayed about uh, what I would share to you guys tonight, I, wanna, I wanted to talk about, I just want to get really personal with you. I like being really personal. Amen. I, I love being around people. I love looking at you. I love looking at your eyes. I love, I love filling your heart. I want to let you know that intimacy with God is the key to your life. Like, like there's many great uh, times we come to church, we get to worship the guy that, that sings that song that made it famous, You Are My Champion. I met him, I know him, I met him in Brazil. We did a, a massive, massive uh, two-day, uh, uh, we filled stadiums up in Brazil. Thousands of people were saved. I want to tell you that, that intimacy with God 
is your key to success with Jesus. Like it's not how long or how much you do or how many churches you go to or whatever. I want to say that intimacy with God, getting along with God. I want to encourage you tonight to fall in love with Jesus. To fall in love with Him, get along with Him, shut your phone off and shut the internet down and just get quiet before God and say, God, I'm here at Furman. I'm taking, I'm majoring in this and that, but I want to know your will for my life. I want to know your destiny for my life. And I'm telling you, God will speak to you. How many of you believe and know that God still speaks? Right? Most of you, everybody in here. And I, I just want to say tonight, I want to encourage you. If you don't hear anything tonight, I want you to hear this. Get along with God. I want to challenge you this week, every day, to mark down a time that you're going to shut everything off, even your homework. And I really know that you're here to do the best at school. And that's what God wants you to do. But also, I want to encourage you. God wants you to have a relationship with him that I know is going to church is awesome being in a group is amazing but man I'm telling you the Bible says in Jeremiah 33 3 it says get, it says ask me secret things that you don't know and I will show them to you the Bible says it seek me and you will find me how awesome is that that we have the ability to get alone in and seek the creator of the heavens and the earth. And he will allow us to commune with him. How awesome is that? That we can know the secrets. Like, like from the very beginning, I want to tell you that there has been an assault, an attack upon the humanity to stop us having relationship with God. If you go all the way back to Genesis and to the garden, where in the cool of the day, God would come in and He would walk with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. But guess what? The enemy came in and he assaulted Adam and Eve. He, he, he messed up their thinking and he lied to them and they were deceived. And he messed up that relationship. Guys, I want to tell you, God longs to have relationship with you. Jesus came and He died on the cross. The Bible says He was pierced in His head, that He was whipped, He was tortured. The Bible even says that His back was ripped open like a field. It was plowed like a field. So that God, we could have relationship again with God. I want to let you know that, that God absolutely loves you. He loves you so much. He loves you. He loves you so much. And so I get excited, as you can see, right? I'm super excited about Jesus. So um, I just want to encourage you guys. Like, I believe that there's nations here that I'm encouraging. Like, you're going to touch uh, nations. Some of you may go to Central and South America along your life. Some of you may go to Africa. Some of you may go to India, may go to Asia, may go to the South Pole and the North Pole. Uh, I don't know, but God has put a desire in your heart for more than just this life, for more than just the American dream. I see that God has a calling on your life. I see you. I see God's calling on your life. God gives us gifts 
prophetic gifts. He gives us graces upon our life so that we can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. There's, there's people that are waiting for you to wake up to believe who you are and you're going to change their life. You may not even understand, but most of you may, may do. But man, I want to say that, man, when I got out of school and I was sent to Trinidad, I was sent to a, 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 it's a little Caribbean island off the coast of Venezuela. You can actually see Venezuela from the, from the, the shores of Trinidad. I was there and I was with some, some, some Trinidadians and they couldn't even, some of them were illiterate. They couldn't even read the Bible. And I would watch them. They would pray for people and they would get healed. I saw, I saw people that were clearly uh, mentally ill and they got prayed for and they were delivered. They looked completely different. That set me on a journey because I had never witnessed that in, in church. I had never witnessed that. And I began to think, man, these guys actually believe what's in the Bible. I want to tell you, God wants you to actually believe What's in the Bible? You have been created for this moment. Your whole life is wrapped up in Jesus. It's, it's, your identity is in Christ. Like you no longer are a slave to sin. You no longer are a slave. You're no longer entrapped. You're no longer entangled to the power of sin. Like Jesus came and he destroyed that on the cross. Tonight, I want to tell you, if you're still uh, struggling with sin, like tonight we can repent and we can come back to Jesus. We can be free. Jesus set us free. But I want to, I want to say this, guys. Like, I love you and I've come just to bring the joy of Jesus to this place. And I want to let you know that, that intimacy with God is truly the key, man, fall in love with Jesus. In the Song of Solomon, it says in uh, chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Kiss me with the kisses of your mouth. It says, and then, for your love is better than wine. God's love is so amazing. Amen? His love is amazing. He loves us. He loves us so much. That, that he came and Jesus died on the cross so that we could have life. And Jesus said, life abundantly. He said, I've come to give you life and life abundantly. And, and through Christ, we are free. We're no longer entangled in, uh, into sin, but we're free. You are a son and daughter of the living God. You've been chosen by God for this moment. You've been created in his image. Did you know that? You look like Him. You're called to imitate Him. You're called to bring healing and deliverance to nations everywhere you go. I was just in uh, uh, Nigeria. More Christians are killed there than any nation in the world. Matter of fact, while I was there, Christians were being killed. While I was there, they were actually put hitouts on our teams. The, the ISIS, the extremists. They began to chase us around so much that our, our pastors, our interpreters wouldn't even show up with us because they were scared that we were all going to be killed. And I'm not going to lie to you, I got a little scared too. And matter of fact, my motorcade got, there was a shootout with, with, with Islamic extremists. I mean, it was a wild place. But, we, but it's through that we have intimacy with God. And what is intimacy? 
You guys know what intimacy is? It's close friendship, close personal friendship. It's, it's, uh, it's devotion. It's, uh, it's having no secrets, nothing hidden. Like I want to say that God wants us to spend time with him. He so loves us so much. And um, wow. So yeah, this season of my life has been a tough season. I've been through many struggles, many trials. And the only thing that has got me through is my relationship with Jesus. And I want to tell you a brief testimony that um, it was uh, close to almost three years ago. I live right down the street here. My wife um, gave me a kiss and she was taking my daughter to, um, to dance and my son went with her. The following day, I'm flying out to preach in the biggest church of my life. I'm all excited. And um, I kissed her and, and uh, said goodbye to her. And uh, I didn't know that that would be the last time that I would see my wife. I had no idea that morning, that night. I had no idea that my whole life was going to change. And uh, I want to tell you, you know, trials come. Struggles come. Tough times come. I know that many of you know that. Maybe some of you have lost parents this season or grandparents or brothers or sisters. And man, they are, it's tough times. It's tough moments in life. And I'm telling you, if you do not have that grounded foundational relationship with Jesus in this hour especially, you will be swept away. It's not enough just to go to church. It's not enough to sing a couple songs like with, a, with a, some people in church. Guys, like you need to be uh, uh, linked in, 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 in with Jesus, to have a relationship, to be close with God, to know His heart, to love that secret place with God, to just love Him above all things. And so, you know, uh, two and a half something years ago, my, my wife set out and she went to take my daughter to dance over here and uh, right down the road here as they were coming back, a tractor trailer um, was not watching and ran through the red light and hit my wife, hit my daughter and hit my son. And little, I didn't, I had no idea. I'm sitting there. I have an infant or a, he's about six months old. My son, my other son, I'm sitting at the house and, you know, about nine o'clock at night, I knew something was wrong and a knock on the door and came and I didn't know when I opened that door that my whole life was about to change. And uh, as I opened that door, I saw that it was a Greenville County deputy and uh, he said he was a coroner and uh, he said, I'm sad to say, but I just... Uh, your wife just died in my arms. And I, and I said, I didn't even, I don't really, I don't even think I said anything. I just, I just was like, wow. And I remember in that moment that uh, I just knew that I had to go upstairs and praise God. And I looked down my little boy, he was six months, Levi Mighty uh, is his name. And I look down and he's looking at me in his eyes. He has no idea that his mom just died. And I'm just, 
I just asked that officer, I said, would you just watch him for a minute? And I, I, I went up the steps and I went into my room and I began to just fall down on my knees and I just began to praise God. I didn't know what else to do. I just began to praise him. I said, I remember even saying, God, I don't even understand, but yet I praise you, you know, as tears are coming down and my whole life was changing. I, I, I mean, I, I was in love with this woman. She was the love of my life. And uh, we had three children together. And, uh, and, he, and then I went back downstairs and the cop, the cop said, hey, I can take you to the hospital. He said, your children. He said, I, I think they, one of them might be dead as well. And uh, I was like, oh, man. It was rough, man. I'll tell you, it was a tough moment. And, but I felt the grace of God all my life. And, and, um, and I said, well, I'll, just, I'll find my own way, and I'll get down there. And uh, so I went down there. My, my daughter was in a coma for like uh, six days, I think right at six days or something. And it, it was, we just praised and worshiped God the whole time we were in there. I remember getting up, and uh, for three nights I didn't even sleep, but I just would just go and pray and worship God. People, there were so many people that came up and did that with me. And, and while, you know, I think I cried for like the whole time I was there. I don't think I quit crying. But um, I want to tell you guys that life comes at us. Many of you already know that. Uh, many of you have been hit by life already. Sin, it hits us. And man, if we are not plugged in, if we're not in relationship with Jesus, I'm telling you, like, especially you guys see the, all the stuff that's going on in this world. Man, it's crazy. All the stuff that's happening. And, uh, man, I, I want to say that, that, like, I want to encourage you because I know that you guys are going to change the world. I know that God has such a great plan for you. Some of you may be facing great trials and struggles right now. But I'm telling you, God is bigger. God is greater. He is above all those things. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter what it is that, that's coming at you, like Jesus is victorious. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen? Like God loves you and like you have Romans 8.28. No, it says that whatever the enemy means for evil, God will turn it around. And use it for the good. And I want to tell you that we're in a turnaround. We serve a turnaround God. No matter what we face, He will turn that thing around and use it for His glory. He will use it, whatever, even what the enemy does. The worst things you can imagine. I've seen it time and time and time again. Now I travel the nations and tell this testimony. And I've seen many, many, many people come to Jesus through it. And I want to tell you that God, God will take you and do things in your life and through your life. Man, He loves you and He wants to do it with you. He wants to take you on a Jesus journey. He wants to take you on a journey and just wow you. He wants to just bless you. He wants to meet every need. He wants to show you things that you can't even imagine, things that you can't even think of. He wants to take you to places that are, that are amazing. He wants to show you His creation. He wants to show you His beauty. 
And man, it's a, it's a beautiful journey. Although there's, there, is, there is sadness along the journey, there's trials. Man, I was just reading this morning about this young woman, Apollo or something like that. I was reading these early church writings, uh, and it was in 246 A.D. Um, the, these pagan guys began uh, had this demonic crowd, and they went around, and they were just pulling people out of houses. If you were a Christian, they were pulling you out. That's what was happening right just a month ago when I was in Nigeria. ISIS was just pulling people out of houses and killing them. Man, one night they killed 36 people that, that were Christians and, and just right down the street from us. And, but these guys were in 246 A.D. in the city of Alexandria. Um, they were pulling people out and they pulled out this woman. Uh, her name was Apollo or something like that. I can't pronounce it correctly, but... Um, they took her and she was known throughout the city of being a righteous woman. She was a virgin. The, the, the scripture says she was a virgin. And the whole city knew that she was righteous and, and devoted to God. Well, they went to her house, ripped her out of the house, drug her through the streets. And they got rocks and started bashing her teeth out and told her to renounce Christ. Renounce Christ. And, and, and she would say no, and they would jab some more teeth out of her mouth with a rock. Could you imagine that? I was like, wow, as I'm reading this, what faith this woman has, this, this young woman. And uh, more than me, I was like, wow, you know. And, and um, they're hitting her, knocking her teeth out. They knock all her teeth out, the writings say. The woman would not relent. She would not, she would not recant Christ. She would not turn away from Jesus. So they got angry and built a fire to a pagan God. And they said, if you don't renounce Christ, we are going to burn you alive right here. And she said, okay, okay. They had the fire going. So they let her go. They thought she was going to recant Christ. They let her go. She took a breath and ran straight into the fire. She died. Why not I tell you that? I have no idea. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying that, that, wow, like Jesus is powerful, right? There's people dying all over the planet that we're Christians, right? We're living in America, but they're dying all over the planet for following Jesus. They're devoted to Jesus. They're in love with Jesus. I, I mean, I was preaching in Nigeria in Ibadan, city of Ibadan, and I was preaching in, this, in the city plaza. And as I was preaching, man, I, people were running up telling me they were going to kill me. They were doing like this. And I was getting a little worried. And I, I even said, I said, Jesus, I said, forgive me for any of my sins. If I get whacked down today, I said, if I don't get home, this is just a couple of weeks ago, right? And um, I'm like, I'm like, Jesus, I'm like, please just take care of my children because I have some children that are here. And I'm like, Ben, Ben helps out and takes one of my daughters to youth groups. And and I, as I've been gone and and I'm just like, man, I'm like, that's what I was thinking, man. Who's going to raise my kids? But I was up there on that podium and I was just like, come to Jesus. You know, after I like like just set my spirit, I was like, man, Jesus is worth more to me than anything. You know, because Jesus, through it all, Jesus has, has been my rock. Amen? You guys know what I'm talking about because, man, all hell comes at you some days. I mean, you wake up some days and your own thoughts are trying to drive you crazy. 
Man, your own thoughts are trying to discourage you. Trying to say you ain't good enough. Trying to say you ain't going to make it. Trying to say, sometimes I walk in a room sometimes and it's like I can feel the thoughts of people. It's like nobody likes me. Sometimes I have these thoughts. And I, I don't know, maybe you don't have them, but I have them. And I, and I have to battle these things. And man, the battle is real. The Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against principalities and powers of darkness. That's in Ephesians, this beautiful book. I read it today. Man, we don't fight against people is what it's saying, but we fight against principalities, powers of darkness and the unseen realm. It says, but you have weapons in Corinthians that are mighty in God, right? To pull down every stronghold. Do you realize that you have weapons to pull these things down? You have prayer. You can speak the word, speak truth. You can lay hands on the sick. You can even cast out demons. This stuff is real. When I was at North Greenville, I, I was just going to school there. And I was reading the Bible at the same time. And I was like, wow, these guys, man, they really believe what they, they, they really believe that they were following Jesus like because I mean these people were dying they were like giving their lives they were really being cool man they were really living for something or dying for something that was real and I was like wow like why don't we see that today but I want to tell you that's happening in other parts of the world right now it's even happening here in America in areas and I want to encourage you to be Jesus everywhere you go on this campus everywhere you go in Walmart or wherever you go, be the light of the world because that's who you are. You have power to even raise the dead, the Bible says. Man, I want to tell you, God is so good. I mean, I was just in Nicaragua. Then I came home for two weeks and flew to, uh, Nic uh, excuse me, I was in Nigeria and then I went to Nicaragua. And uh, we were there and man, people, they, they were bringing, we had, it rained the whole time I was there. We were there to do this massive event. And uh, man, it rained and rained and rained. And all of a sudden, I was, there was two, well, I pulled up, the convoy pulled up, and I'm in this convoy, and, and I look out there, I was like, wow, there's a lot of people. There were two women out there with umbrellas, right? We were expecting 50,000 people. And uh, I was like, wow. And, and, uh, and as we got up on the stage, about 30, 45 minutes later after worship, man, there was like 30, 40,000 people out there, right? In the middle of rain, their legs were filled with mud and dirt and they were soaked and it's just a monsoon coming down. This is devotion. People are, they want Jesus so much. Listen, these people were pulling sick people. They were body surfing them like you've been at a, a heavy metal concert or something or a rap concert. And, and, and they're, they're body surfing the, the people, right? They're body surfing people with wheelchairs up on the stages. And I'm telling you, they're putting people up there that can't walk. And man, they're getting healed. People are getting touched. And even in these, some of these old videos, those people that are up on those stages, the girl in that dress, she had just jumped out of a wheelchair. I mean, it blew my mind. That night, that was last year, uh, one of those, uh, there's many different nights in there, but that was, the lady with the wheelchair, man, they were bringing people from the COVID, from sick, that they were bringing them out from ambulances, from the hospital from, in Nicaragua. 
This was last year in Nicaragua. They were bringing people with COVID and bringing them, putting them up on the stage. We were praying for them. They were being healed. I've seen God do so many things. And God wants to do the same with you. God wants to do even greater things, I believe. And tonight, I just want to encourage you, man, to, to, to get along with God this week. And for the rest of your life, man, get in that secret place with God. Fall in love with Jesus, man. Push away all the noise. Push away all the garbage, right? All the screaming of the world. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. And, and get alone in silence with God. Open your word and read the word of God. Read the physical Bible. Man, it's, it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, right? And I want to tell you tonight that Jesus physically came and he died on the cross for you and I. So that we can have life. Jesus was nailed in his hands. Nailed in his feet. He was pierced in his skull. He was whipped all over his back. He was beaten beyond people even recognizing him really. He was beaten so bad for you and I. So that we could be free. So that we could actually live a life like he lived. We're called. To, we're supposed to have Christ in us. The hope of glory. Everywhere we go. And yeah, I do, man. I go around to, to coffee shops. I go to Walmarts. I go in restaurants and Sushiyama. I, I love all these places. And I go in there and I say, hey, hey, guys, can I have your attention? See, I'm crazy because, man, Jesus has set me free. I used to be a drug addict. I was suicidal. I would cut myself. Man, you... you some people may look at me and say, man, that guy worships loud. He talks loud. He witnesses. I mean, people have said the craziest things to me. But the reality is, is Jesus has set me free. I was so depressed. I was so discouraged. I don't know if you can relate, but man, Jesus set me free. I used to go around feeling like a knife was in my heart. I was a mess, man. I'm telling you, and some days I still am. And guess what? Jesus continues to deliver me. Jesus continues to set me free because He is a lover. He is the lover of all lovers. Right? Holy Ghost, y'all are quiet. <laughs> but even in Nigeria, as, as these guys are killing people, God's saying, I want you to love them. I want you to pray for ISIS. I want you to call out and ask me, ask me to save them set them free and so we're in these places and we're preaching the gospel and there's people out there they're they're literally wanting to kill us and and we have to have the love of god and fear tries to come on you because you know they want to kill you but you have to walk in something supernatural love real love that that is so powerful man you have to die to yourself and you have to come alive in Jesus. And, and I want to tell you that I believe many of you will change the nations. I believe many of you, there's hope in you. There's revival in you. There's destiny in you. There's purpose in you that God put, designed and put it in you. So that nations could be touched. People groups 
could be touched. Like, I believe that you're a generation that's saying, man, I just don't want to live for the American dream. I just don't want to live for myself, but I want something real. I'm looking for something that's worth me laying my life down. I believe many of you are saying that deep within inside of you. You're saying, I want to find that thing. And I want to tell you that thing is Jesus. He's the greatest gangster I've ever met. Matt, I go to I go to Central American nations and MS-13, some of the worst uh, violent criminals the world has ever seen. But man, I go up to them and I tell them they're leaders. I'll, I'll seek their leaders out. I'll say, man, I want their leaders at our meetings. And, and I'll go and meet with them and I'll say, hey, God loves you and Jesus is the greatest gangster. Many of your guys are dying out here in the streets but I found something that's really worth dying for. And that's Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Holy Ghost. I want to tell you, either thinking this guy's really crazy, or he really believes what he's, he's saying. I really believe what I'm saying. I've really seen it. I've seen Jesus change my life, transform me. And many of you, I'm sure, have witnessed transformation in your own life and I just want to ask you to stand to your feet tonight I believe you guys will face some of the greatest trials that the world has ever seen I know that many of you you know like our generations are facing we face pornography on levels that that no other generation has ever faced we've I believe we faced uh, drugs on on levels that no other generations have ever faced. And I want to say that I believe the days are coming where you're going to face many trials, many struggles. You already have and already are. And I want to say this, man, like, man, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And that Jesus is the life. There's no other way unto the Father, except through Jesus. Amen?